0: Monday everybody, welcome to the show, it's fantasy baseball today, and we've got some rookie start pitchers that are awesome, dominating fantasy baseball right now, we're gonna talk about them. We'll recap the weekend and say hello to Heath Cummings and Scott White, hello Heath.
1: It is the most exciting Monday of the entire season.
0: I'd love to know why.
1: Uh, No reason, it just is. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Hey, and Scott, do you share uh, those Monday vibes?
2: Uh yeah, sure. Great. Monday. Woo. It really is exciting what some of these young pitchers it are is. doing. It's kind of annoying actually because I feel like I'm guessing as to which ones to prioritize here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to make you guess on the air. Uh hey, I have a trivia question for you guys living in South Florida but not from South Florida. Uh see how how much you've ado- uh, adopted the culture if if today is Lunis Lunes, say that very poorly. What was yesterday? Domingo. Domingo. It sure was. Uh, yeah. We're we about to change the Kokomo opening. We've got a new Domingo that we love. Uh, so we, of course, will talk about that. Let's get into who we added and dropped, and then we'll, uh, we'll look at the most added list and rookie starting pitchers, all that stuff. But I'm, I'm assuming who we added and dropped is going to include Domingo Erman. I bid $8.00. In our Roto League out of a $100 budget, and Heath got him for $11. You want to talk about Domingo
1: Herman. Heath? You know, a really fun fact that I didn't really realize when I started the waiver wire column this morning, Domingo Herman used to be a Marlin. I also wrote about Caleb Smith, who is a Marlin, but used to be a Yankee.
0: Yes. Well, Caleb Smith was part of the Stanton trade.
1: So, would the Yankees and Marlins switch Herman and Caleb Smith now? Uh, I don't know. Probably not.
2: Probably, Probably not. I mean,
1: I, I would guess for, uh,
2: well, I don't know, cause Herman, Domingo Herman's 26
1: himself? I think he's tw- a year younger. Okay. I believe he's 25. He was, from what I looked at, slight, like neither of these guys are top prospects. It's surprising what both of them have done. Caleb Smith's done it a little bit longer. Yeah. I looking at the minor league track record, I was more impressed by Herman than I was by Caleb Smith. I don't really think um either of them keep this up, but I'm I'm a, I'm more I'm prioritizing Herman over Caleb Smith right now. I'm actually doing the opposite and it's
2: for the first reason you gave that Caleb Smith's been doing it longer. But Caleb Smith has done a 3 starts in a row now basically and you know, his first start of the season, he also got a ton of swings and misses too. He was just having Issues in the early going with walking, with walking guys. Um, Domingo Herman, it's one start. Um, obviously his grip on a starting job is looser than Caleb Smith's is. They're both RP eligible, which is an interesting tidbit for those head to head points owners. Obviously Herman has the better supporting cast, which is notable. Uh, but. I mean, there's a good chance Armand just falls flat on his next start, and we're moving on to the next flavor of the week. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in owning him now for sure, but I, I Caleb Smith's earned a little more leeway for me if he were to struggle next time out.
0: I was wrong about Caleb Smith. He was not part of the Stanton deal. That was a separate deal. Uh, that, yep. Yeah, he was but, part of the Garrett deal. Cooper deal. They yep. so, both
2: came over together. I don't know for who.
0: For Michael King and $250,000 of international bonus pool money, which they were supposed to use on Shohei Otani, but that never happened, obviously. <laughs> uh, but there are more. There's Mike Soroka and Nick Kingham and Fernando Romero, who's a two-star pitcher, and Tyler Malley. Uh, we'll get into all of that a little bit later. So, Heath, any other interesting ad drops for you?
1: I, I made a, a- – Quite a few ad drops, actually. I did pick up Ryan Healy in one league. He's just crushing the ball. You beat me to him in another league, which made me very unhappy. Oh, well then I you added... can,
0: well, I'll trade you Ryan Healy for Domingo Herman.
1: I might, I might do that, actually. Um, <laughs> I think there's more sustainability there with Healy than there is with Herman. I'd have to look at the roster and see what I needed more right now. I picked up John Hicks in a two catcher league to replace Yadi Molina. He is going to play first base for Miggy while Miggy is out and, uh, put on quite a show in Kansas City over the weekend in four games. I think he was seven for 16, two doubles and a home run and he's catcher eligible. Yep. So Hicks should definitely be on people's radars.
0: John Hicks, catcher eligible. I actually did not know that until just before the show and Heath informed me that John Hicks playing first base for Miggy is catcher eligible. Scott, any interesting add drops for you?
2: Yes. I mean, it was a busy weekend trying to Make sense of all those starting pitcher options. prior Figure out who to prioritize, as I said. Um, Nick Kingham, anywhere. He was still available. Got picked up. Tyson Ross, anywhere. He was still available. Got picked up. Oh, I actually made a move for Tyler Anderson in a couple leagues. The Rockies pitcher. Both him and Kyle Freeland are look like they're taking another step forward this year. They're both kind of kings of the generating weak contact, but they've been getting a lot more swings and misses here in the early going. So while I definitely prioritize them below that other group, because the Rockies pitchers, and that's always a big hurdle to clear, um, in a couple leagues, I, it got far enough down in my queue that I was able to add uh, Tyler Anderson specifically. One I prioritized even ahead of Tyler Anderson was Trevor Cahill, who... Obviously he's been around a while, but had the big 12 strikeout game against the Orioles over the weekend. And uh, there were, you, you might remember Adam, there was a stretch last year when he was with the Padres still before he went to the Royals where I kind of started to get excited about him then. It was kind of him and Zach Godley in unison because they were both using secondary pitches more, uh, that, that were among their best swing and miss pitches. So they were getting more strikeouts and they were remaining elite back, ground ball guys. It was kind of a, a two pronged attack there. And Cahill's taken it to another level so far with the athletics. His changeup's always been a good swing and miss pitch. He's throwing it even more this year. And while obviously you can't expect twelve strikeouts every time, the strikeouts were looking pretty good even before that. So he is he's right there. Uh I, I think I might actually prioritize him over her Herman, actually.
0: What about Caleb Smith, your boy?
2: I've liked Caleb Smith for longer, so I will, I will stick with Caleb Smith over Cahill. right, so.
1: I I wrote about Cahill today too, and the incredible thing, he's got like a 33% strikeout rate right now and a 59% ground ball rate. There's one pitcher in the last 10 years that's been over 30% strikeout rate and over 50% ground ball rate. And it was Clayton Kershaw. Wow. Yeah. But he's gonna get, he's gonna get hurt. Like, he, he always gets hurt.
0: He had a 369 ERA with the Padres, 72 strikeouts in 61 innings, and then he came over to the Royals and was terrible to end the year. Unfortunately, Cahill's at the Yankees this week, so I don't know if you want to start him there. But, uh, you know, you still might want to add him. 34% owned. And I think what Heath and Scott have talked about so far is kind of what I noticed. A lot of pitchers that I wanted to add over the weekend. Not quite as many hitters. Although we will talk about Matt Adams and Jorge Soler, and I did add, as as Heath mentioned, um, Ryan Healy. That's a Miggy replacement for me. But I also added Delano to Shields in a points league. I dropped Miguel and Duhar. Both of them are good, but I'd rather have the guy who leads off in a points league and is hitting well. Um, Michael Franco I had to add. He's on fire right now. I don't know if that will last, but uh, also a shallowish league. And and Ian Desmond I added. I dropped Justin Bour for Ian Desmond in a 14-team league. And just read Scott's sleeper hitter's column. It's not specifically saying in Desmond, but you'll notice that the Rockies are finally home for a full week. So if there are any Rockies out there, you might want to get them in your lineup. If Nolan Arenado's on your waiver wire, I would recommend picking him up. Let's go to the big news. Clayton Kershaw is on the DL with biceps tendonitis. Three years in a row on the DL. I think four out of five now. Mm
2: -hmm. What is your take? This is different, though. This isn't the same old back stuff. No, his velocity, and I actually hadn't noticed this. Maybe I should have. He was pitching well enough that I didn't bother to look. But his velocity was down a couple miles per hour on average this year. Uh, so that, you know, this this is potentially an explanation for that. I also saw an interesting note where he has pitched through biceps tendinitis in the past. But apparently uh, this is enough. I guess particularly at this stage of the season that they're going to head and, going ahead and shutting him down. They're not offering a timetable. Part of me thinks this is just, you know, the same thing we saw the Dodgers do over and over again last year, building this rest for their pitchers uh by putting them on the DL for a couple weeks and then bringing them back. And with Kershaw? Just, uh, well, no, they didn't do that with Kershaw. No, part I, mean, of me that,
0: I hope that I don't think that's what they're doing. I mean, they're desperate for wins. I think he's legitimately hurt.
2: No, I'm not saying he's not hurt. I'm just saying... You're calling him a wimp, Scott. No, I'm not calling him a wimp. I'm just saying I'm I'm hopeful that under a different set of circumstances, they might not have put him on the DL. I've
1: I've got a hypothetical for you. Let's say you own Clayton Kershaw, and um, you made somebody a trade offer. Clayton Kershaw for Garrett Cole this morning. What do you think they would say? Oh my
0: goodness! I think they'd reject it. I
1: think, I think they would. Too. I think
0: they'd keep Kershaw. Wait a second. Uh, you have you offered them Kershaw?
1: I have Kershaw, and I am I am in this very moment considering offering him for Garrett Cole. Yeah, uh,
0: Cole wasn't that I good this weekend. He he only had like twenty five swinging strikes or something.
1: Yeah, uh, complete game shutout with sixteen Ks. Yeah, it was
2: okay. Yeah, one hit. It got overshadowed by the combined no-hitter for the Dodgers, but it was his, like... <laughs> I mean, I see Garrett Cole strike out double-digit batters. It's just kind of my eyes glaze over. Yeah, I'm so used to it by now.
0: Hardly worth mentioning. Um, I, what would you... Okay. Right. All right. What do you think, Heath? you going to pull the trigger? you going to offer Kershaw for Cole?
1: I, well, I was just updating my rankings. Like, there's no way you could keep Clayton Kershaw as your number one starting pitcher for the rest of the year, especially no. with what Scherzer just did. Right. I was, the highest... I, the highest you could put Kershaw's four, Right. I think uh, it's sixth. And I six. have Garrett Cole fifth. So, I, I'm, I'm dropping Kershaw to sixth behind Cole and Verlander as well. And, uh, I'm gonna make this trade offer. You know, off the top of my head, that sounds like what I
2: wanna do too.
0: Oh, nice. Copycat. I like it. I like consensus. Well, let me, let me see
2: who's next. Let me see who's next in my rankings here to see if I wanna pull him down further. Next is Luis Severino. That's who I was me.
0: thinking. I was like, what about Severino? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Scott?
2: Maybe. <laughs> after that is Strasburg and Cindergarten. I think I still definitely want Kershaw over those two. You so wanna... it's between 6th or 7th for me where I'm going to drop Kershaw. You're Should this for, be a Twitter
1: um... poll, Adam? Garrett Cole or yeah. Clayton Kershaw rest of the season?
0: Yeah, who's doing it, me or you? I'll do it. All right, you get get it, get it started. I always forget to update Twitter polls after I post them on the podcast. So Anyway, so here's a fun stat. Luis Severino is facing the Red Sox tomorrow. Right-handed starting pitchers are 1-5 in five with a 7.48 ERA in 26 games against the Boston Red Sox. And that includes Luis Severino, who wasn't very good the first time. Just saying. Just for fun. All right. Yadier is out a month after being hit in the groin by a foul tip, and St. Louis called up Carson Kelly. But We already mentioned John Hicks as someone that you might want to grab. Um, he's 17% owned. Yeah, like Kurt Suzuki's 74% owned, but now we're seeing it again. Flowers, Suzuki. Flowers, Suzuki. That's frustrating. Plus, he's 74%. You he probably can't get yeah. him anyway.
1: I, I'd rather have Hicks this week.
0: Would you rather have James McCann, who is the most added catcher, up 17%, or John Hicks?
2: I, I would rather have John Hicks. Yeah, I think he's a better hitter. I would yeah. rather have Suzuki than both, though. I mean, the Braves have really good matchups this week. I think
1: Suzuki... Um, the t- Tigers have really good matchups this week, too, though. Yeah, I like the Braves better.
0: Is uh Carson Kelly himself, the replacement for Yadi Molina in St. Louis, is he a two-catcher league type of player?
2: Yeah, there's upside there. I would prioritize—like, in the short term, I would prioritize Hicks over him. I would also prioritize Mitch Garber, who's filling in for uh, Jason Castro, torn meniscus for the Twins. I okay. would prioritize him over Kelly also. Some power there.
0: All right. And honestly, I, Evan Gattis is, is being dropped. He's the most dropped catcher. Seventy four percent owned. Might not be a bad time to I know it's been terrible for Gaddis, but it's catcher and he could turn it around. Okay. Rich Hill. Rich Hill was scratched from his Sunday start because they were concerned about the humidity in Mexico and how it would affect his finger. It would affect his finger. Would you start Rich Hill in his two start week against Arizona and Cincinnati both at home?
2: It's it's a little risky, but he's above the start threshold for me in the updated two start pitcher rankings. You know, there's, there's, his better matchup is the second one against the Reds, obviously, and that's the one he's more likely not to make. So, it's a little risky, but I'd probably do it.
0: That's Rich Hill. How about Jacob DeGrom, Heath? He's on the DL, he could start Sunday. Too
1: risky? That's too risky for me. Like, I think he's probably going to start. It sounds like the Mets feel like they're being overly cautious, but with one start just on a Sunday and a guy that's currently on the DL, all you need is a rainout.
0: True. True. Uh, Mookie Betts day to day with a bruised shoulder. He should be, they seem like, uh, they seem optimistic that Betts is gonna be able to play. Unfortunately, they don't play tonight, at night. So, you're gonna have to make a roster decision there, but it looks good for Betts. Tampa Bay broadcaster Brian Anderson heard him yesterday on the broadcast saying that Chris Archer's slider has not been as sharp this year. But Archer now coming off two straight, very good starts. Good sign for Chris Archer. DJ LeMahieu could be back Tuesday. Walker Buehler, we haven't even talked about him with the rookie pitchers. He will remain in the Dodgers rotation. Uh Tommy Pham, pinch hit on Sunday. He's not running 100%. Scott, you probably have Tommy Pham in 88% of your league. Start or sit Tommy Pham this week?
2: <laughs> I would probably, like I'd, maybe in a three outfielder league where I had a great bench option, I would consider sitting him, but for the most part, he's going to start for me.
0: Yoannis Cespedes left with a hip injury. I am preparing to sit Yoannis Cespedes. Mac Williamson could be back soon. He's recovering from a virus. He was on the seven-day concussion to DL. Now he's got a virus. Atlanta called up Jose Bautista. He had an okay weekend. Still just NL only for you guys with Jose Bautista?
1: Yep. Yeah, I might speculate in a 14-team roto.
0: All right. Jamer Candelario has a jammed thumb. He's day-to-day. Bud Norris cannot start him this week. They're going to reevaluate Bud Norris in two to three days. And, uh... Perhaps put him on the dL do you think it would be Greg Holland getting saves?
1: I do not Gregerson yeah Hicks. I'm not sure
2: about that it they the GM made the big proclamation or I guess president of baseball ops is that what John Mozellek is uh, but anyway he he made a big show of how they're not going to use him in safe situations for a while, so I'd be surprised if they went back on that now so
0: what do you think uh hmm? Gregerson
1: probably Gregerson,
0: okay. Corey Knable will likely be back this week, and Keenan Middleton has a chance to be back. You shouldn't start Knable or Middleton. I don't know when they're coming back. Middleton has a chance to come back this week, but it's— Middle like, of the week. Yeah, it's Middleton, right. Hence, yeah. Middleton. Right? There you go. Right.
2: That's that's why they had the family had that name yes, all that time, because
0: the, they knew in
1: 2018 he would week. come back from an injury in the middle of the week.
2: Did you guys
0: have a good Cinco de Mayo?
1: It was a fantastic combination of days, wasn't it? I mean, with the, the basketball that we got oh. and then the Kentucky Derby oh, yeah. and then Cinco de Mayo. I had mint juleps. I had tacos. I had lots of beer. It was great.
0: I had a lot of Mexican food. It was terrific. And, yes, basketball <laughs> was great that day. Like, can you stop throwing the ball away, 76ers. Stop throwing the ball away.
1: The defense is too good.
0: Okay. Ben Simmons it's just like, needs to turn around.
1: The Sixers are a very, very talented, like, freshman basketball player. And the (laughs) Celtics are their dead.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Can you still beat your son in basketball, Heath?
1: I have beat him a few times this year, but he wins a majority of the matchups. But he's a sophomore now. It's totally different.
0: Uh, I got you. All right, well, pretty soon, Heath, you might have to buy him a Harry's razor. But quite frankly, you yourself could use a Harry's razor. you got that, that massive beard going on. It does look pretty good. But when you're ready to shave... Step up to the plate. Get some Harry's razors in your life. Harry's.com slash FBT for an amazing offer, a trial offer that you're just going to be able to see just how great Harry's is. I used it this morning. Uh, I, every time I shave, I use Harry's razors. It's a very close, comfortable shave. It's better than the other razors I've gotten, and quite frankly, it's going to save you a lot of money. Harry's.com slash FBT, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash FBT. Harry's founders were fed up with overpaying. For expensive razors with unnecessary features. Uh, they knew that a great shave just comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. So that's what you're getting with Harry's razors. And they sell directly to you over the internet. They're cutting out the middleman, $2 per blade. If you go to the store and you try to buy razor blades, you know you're not getting them for 2 bucks. So the, the price alone is worth it. And Harry's is so confident in their product that they're willing to give you this trial offer, a $13 value trial set. It comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Uh, get that right now on harrys.com slash FBT. Redeem your trial set right now. harrys.com slash FBT. And you'll be supporting our show as well. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash FBT. Go ahead and get that trial set right now. All right, rookie starting pitchers. Let's talk about all of these guys and who you like. Part one: These are the ones who are owned in you know more than forty percent of leagues. We've got Joey Lucchese, and I think that's you know Lucchese right now seems like kind of a lesson when you're picking up Domingo Armand. Just definitely pick him up, but Lucchese's been you know not so great the last two times out. Um, maybe not even the last either. last three times out. Not bad, but it's, it's 15 innings and 11 earned runs. So it's like.
1: That's bad.
2: That's bad. Well, one of, one of them was bad. Like, one of them was actually pretty good.
1: I think though, th- like three, three earned runs and five walks over five innings is a bad outing. If you do that every time, you are a bad pitcher.
2: Yeah. And the, the five
0: walks were unusual for Luke Casey, but he's basically like five innings, three runs, three times in a row. It's, it's, um, it's 10 runs, not 11, by the way, over 15 innings. But any, okay, anyway, he has been fine, but he's not, you know, he hasn't been great. Walker Bueller was really good uh, at the Padres, well, in Mexico on Friday. He threw six scoreless innings, six hitless innings. M-m-m- Mike Soroka yesterday was not as bad as the numbers indicated. A very unlucky inning, and I sat him in a daily league because the Giants lately have been one of the best offenses in baseball. So Soroka, tough matchup, didn't do very well, 66% owned. Nick Kingham. He gave up four runs, but, uh, he only allowed one run through five innings, then gave up three in the sixth. Seven strikeouts. Good start for Kingham. Fernando Romero has only, Romero has only made one start. Uh, he'll have a two-start week this week. Caleb Smith, Tyler Malley, Domingo Irman. So I said a lot of names, so I'm gonna repeat them. Joey Lucchese, Mike, uh, Walker Bueller, Mike Soroka, Nick Kingham, Fernando Romero, Caleb Smith, Tyler Malley, Domingo Erman. I think there are seven or eight there. Uh, are all of them, you know, basically must own?
1: Uh, I know I can't own all of them in a lot of leagues, no. so I couldn't right. call
2: them must own. Um, they I all look- should be owned. Yeah, I mean, Fernando R- R- Romero's still my least favorite.
1: But yeah, I think Soroka might be my least favorite. Why? I don't—well, first off, I think Gohara is better than he is, and I don't know that there'll be room for both of them. So I think there's just as much concern about him sticking as there are some of these other guys. Uh, he's not, in my opinion—I don't expect him to be an elite strikeout guy. It's just—there's not quite as much upside. I what mean, I struggle with more is who my favorite second is. second-best
2: prospect on this list other, after Bueller, so— if he sticks around, I definitely want him. And we know for sure he's supposed to make at least one more start Sunday. Um, Soroka. But he's also the one who most recently, whose most recent start was the worst start of all of these.
0: Soroka, yeah, it was. Yeah. It uh, was not very good yesterday. Um, so, who? So okay, who's your favorite? We got Casey, Bueller, Bueller, Soroka, Kingham, Fernando Romero, Caleb Smith, Tyler Malley, Domingo Arman. I think Scott said Bueller was his favorite.
2: Yeah, Bueller. Bueller, Bueller. Bueller. I mean, we didn't even bring him up at the top with the rookie pitchers because to me, there's no doubt he's he's owned. Like, I'm surprised he's only 78 percent owned.
0: Yes, he, he does. He, yes, I, I think he's going to have trouble getting quality starts. Like, I they, think they all will. They pulled them. Yeah, that's probably true. They pulled them with a no hitter and 93 pitches.
1: So, Is that the most pitches he's ever thrown?
2: I I don't know. It's right around there. Yeah. I mean, when he first got called up, he threw 80-something. That was the most he'd ever thrown as a professional. I think he's thrown 90-something a couple times since then. But that's like, how many of these guys are going to go out and throw 111?
0: Yeah, it's true. So maybe maybe you shouldn't break the bank on them in FAB?
2: Well, I mean, at the same time, you're not going to find anybody on waivers who's going to do that consistently. Um, You could find Kevin Gossman on waivers. Kevin Gosman,
0: he's seventy-eight percent owned.
2: I would prefer Kevin Gosman to all of them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, this conversation is not really as productive as I thought. That's okay. <laughs> well, hey, I pick maybe we're up. just not
2: framing it properly. It's an important conversation Who, to have. Who's your top three? My top three is Bueller, um, Bueller, Kingham. Man, see that's tough. Even that's tough. Bueller, Kingham, and uh Lucchese, I kind of want to say, but I hate leaving off Soroka. I hate leaving off Caleb Smith in leagues where his relief pitcher eligibility is of great import. Like, that would probably be my top five if you want to do it that way. Bueller, Kingham, Lucchese, Soroka, Caleb Smith.
1: See, the thing is, Fernando Romero is a two-start pitcher this week. Like he, he has to be a, for me, a little bit higher up there because I'm much more likely to start him than I am some of these guys this week.
2: Yeah. I mean, at St. Louis, at LAA, he's, he was below the start threshold for me in the two-star pitcher rankings. So <laughs> that, that doesn't really mean anything to me. Does it help yeah.
0: that the card, the cardinals played an 18 inning Well, no, cause they're at home. They had a 14 inning game last night. They're at home. Yeah. That's whatever. Not I mean, I'd
1: I'd rather start him over Soroka this week. I'd rather start him over Herman this week with only one start at home.
0: I mean, like Domingo Herman was so good yesterday. He, he had was. 16 swinging strikes. He's got an arsenal, and his previous appearance, he threw four scoreless innings in relief at the at Houston with 11 swinging strikes on 61 pitches. Uh, what
2: I, what I thought was interesting about Herman, well, a he has three pitches, yeah, which you often don't expect for. Um, a guy who gets called up under these circumstances and B, he threw them, he threw his off-speed pitches two-thirds of the time.
0: Yeah. I, I had watched him a few times in long relief and thought, oh, this guy's got pretty good stuff, but you know, he makes mistakes. He'll give up like some home runs. I'm, I'm very surprised at what he's done in his last two appearances. One of them starts, but at that, I mean, at he, the same time, it was so impressive that I did try to pick up Domingo Armand. Unfortunately, he was owned.
1: And he is one of those guys that was never real, a top prospect, but his, His minor league numbers look like somebody that's going to be a good pitcher.
0: All right, let's look at part two of starting pitchers. Uh, Heath, I'm sorry, did you give a top three or or anything?
1: Yeah, I don't think I did. I'd go Bueller, I'd go Lucchese, and I'm going to go Romero because I think he is a good start this week.
0: All right, then. Rookie starting pitchers part two. These guys are a little bit deeper. Matt Cook, who just became the first starting pitcher in 71, at least 71 years to beat MVPs, in consecutive starts, he beat Kershaw and he beat Verlander. So there's Matt Cook, he's 24% owned, and then these three guys are owned in, in less than uh, eight eight percent of leagues or less: Andrew Suarez, Ryan Yarbrough, and Eric Lauer. Matt Cook, Andrew Suarez, Ryan Yarbrough, Eric Lauer. Are you interested in those pitchers?
2: Cook's interesting. Not, not, not greatly. Not. I mean, obviously they're well behind the other group. Yeah, Suarez, they're well behind. I think probably. Suarez, I think, has probably the most upside. Cook, I think, is the most usable on a short-term basis. But, you know, they're not – like, you'd have to be pretty deep – you'd have to play in a pretty deep league, I think, before you get to this group.
0: All right. So Matt Cook, Andrew Suarez, Ryan Yarbrough, Eric Lauer, not that interested. Who are the people interested in right now? Who are the most added players in CBS Sports dot com leagues Fernando Romero with his two starts Domingo Armand Mike Soroka Caleb Smith and then, that just tells you everything and then it's Jeremy Hellickson and then Nick Kingham and Walker Bueller so let's see six of the first seven players on the most added list are rookie starting pitchers and Hellickson is the other and he has actually been pretty good he's at San Diego and at Arizona Arizona's got one of the worst hitters in baseball right now Paul Gold something Um. Hellickson, I mean, look, he's been good at keeping runs off the board. He hasn't given you a quality start yet. But is that he doesn't really compare with the rookie pitchers in terms of sustainability, right? I mean, it's just a two-start streamer thing?
1: Just a two-start streamer thing, completely.
0: Okay. What about Zach Eflin? Zach Eflin has gone from 1% owned to 19% owned. That's
2: a two-start pitcher pitcher thing. And And that's,
0: uh, (laughs) well, no, San Francisco's not really a good matchup right now.
2: Yeah, it's inadvisable.
0: Okay, yeah, you might want to be careful there with your Zach. It's only
2: nineteen percent, so just the real extreme streamers are jumping on board. That
0: all right? Tyson Ross is seventy eight percent owned. So, would you rather have Tyson Ross or Walker Bueller?
2: I would rather have Tyson Ross.
1: Yeah, I, I I'd say it, some, I don't think it's even particularly close.
0: Okay, so there you go. Scott was like, Tyson Ross. So then he yeah. came in and solidified it. I like that. Uh, alright, so he's 78% owned. So is Kevin Gosman. Who would you rather have, Gosman or Ross?
1: Ross.
2: Gosman.
0: I like Gosman, but I am actively trying to sell him right now. Uh, last week I said there were two starting pitchers I was trying to sell. One was Joey Lucchese. one was Ronaldo Lopez. I am adding Kevin Gosman to the list. I like him, I just, I want to turn him into something that I love right now.
2: Well, now's a good time to do it. Yeah. Coming off what should have been a complete game shutout if it wasn't
1: 0-0.
0: Man, they are bad. Those (laughs) auras. they are bad.
1: Yeah, I just, like, we've kind of always hoped that Kevin Gosman could be as good as Tyson Ross's three-year stretch was, but he never has been, and his peripherals look pretty terrible.
0: Yeah, he's not really getting the strikeouts. 36 strikeouts at 43 and 2 thirds. And I say it every time with Gosman. The one thing I keep coming back to is that he has typically been a bad April pitcher. So the fact that he's off to a good start this year, maybe the best is still yet to come. I mean, I think each of the last two years he's been very good after, yeah, after the all-star break, each of the last two years, Gosman's been very good. I just don't really see like, First, he's not a guy who has visibly great stuff. There are some guys that you can't really tell how much their pitches move and they they are better than they look for someone like me who does just you know watches baseball, doesn't really know anything. But Gossman is not a guy who you're like, ooh wow, this guy's got blazing fastball, wipe out breaking ball, but maybe buddy. Yeah.
2: Well, it ha- I guess it hasn't been as hard this year as fastball. In the past, his fastball has been blazing. He's been ninety-eight, ninety-nine 98-99 guy. And uh, even now, this year, he's been peaking at 99. I don't know. Um, he's like a 94 guy. But, you know, the story for Gosman for me, has always been, how much is he going to throw the splitter? If he throws it a quarter percent of the time, you know, he, he has top 25 upside. And he is. And he, that's what he's been doing yeah. so far this year. I agree the strikeouts, I wish they were higher. But I think if he keeps doing what he's doing... The track record shows it'll get there
0: And would you rather have Kyle Gibson Than all those rookie pitchers No Heath
2: No 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 I'd rather have him than like Mally and Romero But otherwise I'd drop him for Domingo, Herman And up
0: Alrighty So I think it's time to get into the rest of the weekend But I My friends I'm pretty excited I, I feel like you guys should be excited too are you excited about the Yankees? They've won, what, 16 of 17? 15 of 16? Whatever it is? Isn't that great, guys?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're my World Series pick, but even though their record is better than the Astros, I think the Astros are the best team in baseball, so I, uh. How are that? how did the Astros, they're like, every pitcher is throwing 8 innings with a 150 ERA, and they have 15 losses already?
0: Their lineup is not doing well. It I, isn't. I mean, they have, Altuve is really just hitting for average. Springer's been fine. Correa's been great. And that's it. I mean, Reddick, I think he's tailed off. And then Bregman is, I put, it, I put in an offer today, by the way, you Darvish for Alex Bregman. Uh, I give up Darvish and get Bregman. What do you guys think? Who wins that trade?
2: You give up Darvish for Bregman? Yep. Uh, I think you getting back Bregman, if it happens. That would, that's the that's the end. I prefer it's it's a even swap.
1: Oh, uh, Twitter poll update: sixty three percent prefer Garrett Cole over oh, Clayton Kershaw.
0: Wow. Right, you got to make that offer. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. what I was gonna say is, as great as the Yankees have been, they're not even in first place. The Red Sox are in first place, and the Red Sox are coming to Yankee Stadium for three games. And you better believe I'm gonna try to get to a game. And you better believe I'm gonna use the SeatGeek app to get there. And by the way, we have two offer codes for you on the SeatGeek app. Fantasy is offer code number one. If you use the promo code FANTASY, when you download the SeatGeek app and buy tickets, you will get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. But, but wait! There's more! You've already used Fantasy? Okay, how about the promo code TODAY? Use the promo code today when you buy a baseball ticket, and you will get ten bucks off all MLB tickets. The promo code is today off, off your MLB tickets. Uh, ten bucks with the promo code today. SeatGeek app, put it on your phone, or go to SeatGeek.com. It will search multiple ticket sites. It will find you the best deals. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. If it's sports, if it's concerts, if it's, if it's comedy, if it's theater, you use that SeatGeek app, and I will be using it this week, and I'll be using the promo code today. For 10 bucks off my Yankees Red Sox tickets. And if I hadn't used it, I'd use the promo code FANTASY for 20 bucks off. Two opportunities to save money on the SeatGeek app. Awesome stuff. Uh, anyway, here's what I want to say about you, Darvish, guys. Uh, an emailer, Matt, sent a note and said that he was watching CBS Sports HQ. Props to Matt watching CBS Sports HQ, which is great. And Jim Bowden was on. Jim Bowden's a former general manager. And he said that you, Darvish's mechanics are off. And then we showed the video. Of of Darvish's elbow When he's basically releasing the pitch Last year his elbow was kind of up high He was getting on top of the baseball This year Darvish's elbow Is not as high It's a little bit lower And it's visibly noticeable And I, I see that and I was like okay great So it's a mechanical fix that they can make to fix you Darvish But Jim Bowden said Sometimes this is the result Of a shoulder injury So while he was not diagnosing Darvish with a shoulder injury He was saying this is something the Cubs have to figure out Sometimes you see a lower release point like that with the elbow that could mean there's a problem with the shoulder. So do with that what you will, but I thought that was a very, very interesting note on you, Darvish, on CBS Sports HQ from Jim Bowden, and thank you for Matt, from Matt, Uh, thank you to Matt for that email. All right. here's another email. It's from Brickley Field. Email address, by the way, fantasybaseball at CBSI.com. On an earlier podcast, you guys discussed the idea that we might need to be more open to streaming some flavor of the week hitters like we do pitchers. A. Does this strategy apply more to points leagues versus roto? B. Tons of flavor from Matt Adams this past week. Is he someone you would stream until either Ryan Zimmerman or Michael Conforto turn it around? C. How far does that strategy of streaming hitters extend? Would you start, uh, would you start some streamers over like a Matt Olsen? Uh, Yeah, and yes, I I would. (laughs) But okay, you want to talk about streaming hitters and which hitters we can stream? We haven't talked about Matt Adams yet.
2: I not. I don't know that I was part of this conversation initially. Maybe I was, uh, but maybe that was a day when I wasn't on. It doesn't sound familiar. I'm generally not in favor of this idea. Uh, but I think when it's somebody like Matt Adams who we Seen in the past, will just like go off for a month, and he's looking like he's in the midst of that right now. Um, I'd have to see how many right-handers the Nationals are playing because he's only been in the lineup against right-handers. That's what I was going to say. Six in a row. He's
0: got seven uh, matchups. He has at least Matt Adams. He has at least two lefties this week. There's a TBA in there, um, but at least two lefties doesn't have the toughest matchups. I think they have Granky and Godley. But um, So, yeah, Matt Adams, he's eight at-bats all year against lefties. Keep that in mind when you stream him. Yeah, yeah. but
1: I, I think five games of Matt Adams, if we found out that other Arizona starter was indeed a righty, five games of Matt Adams is probably better than Ryan Zimmerman and maybe Michael Conforto this week.
0: Quite possibly. Yeah. And if you're in a daily league, you got to get Matt Adams right now. You start him against righties. And I, has- I think I was advocating streaming hitters, and I will say that it's really in shallow leagues. Where, you're, where I'm doing this Like for example Dropping Miguel Andujar For Delano to shield So I already dropped Earlier in the week And mm-hmm. nobody picked him up and That was obviously In a points league He's, he's owned in categories leagues. Yeah. So, uh, I, like, yeah I, I, re, I read stats column It would have to column, be a shallow league Yeah Every week Where and I, there I stream. are good
2: are alternatives Available on waivers And I don't know that I'd even categorize that As streaming Because somebody like Miguel Andujar Is fringy If you're talking To shallow league like that And this could be Just a permanent change You make Like that, yeah. that, to me, seems like a different sort of situation than streaming, where uh, you bench a guy who you consider a, a fixture of your lineup for some hot handoff
1: waivers. The, the streaming thing for me really comes down to less about matchups except for the lefty thing, for hitters that just don't play against lefties, and more about number of games. If we get a got a team that has five games, and especially if one or two of them is against a really good pitcher, then I might start looking for a six or seven game alternative, but most of the time I'm just sticking with my lineup.
0: I would just say in shallow leagues, particularly in the outfield, there's just going to be a lot of interchangeable players and I like, I will try to ride the hot hand if possible and I will stream one or two spots a week maybe. And, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. So, that's kind of what I was getting at. But the deeper the league you are, you don't want to do that because then you could end up dropping a player, just a cold player who's good that you can't get back. You know? So, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. Uh, I didn't really see too much to talk about with hitters, guys, but Jorge Soler is batting 358 with an 1124 OPS in his last, uh, in his last 19 games. And he's 64% owned. Solaire has six righties starting this week And I think this is a really big week for him Because he's just done almost all of his damage against lefties Yeah, I, I'm i going to keep starting him I have Soler in like four of my six leagues What do you guys think? 64% owned. the way he's playing right now He should be more owned But I, I really think this is a big week to find out more about Soler
2: Well, I went ahead and made him For the second straight week My number one sleeper hitter so obviously I'm there with you. I'm going to go ahead and run him out there again. Uh it's not with as much conviction as last week, but there wasn't a single hitter who gave me more conviction just because I feel like it it's mostly an uh, it's mostly a a product of him being in my mind so underowned. The fact that he is probably the best hitter available in more than 20% of CBS Sports leagues. I went ahead and put him number 1 on that list.
1: And the you know, real positive for him is moving into the two hole in the lineup. I think he's been there in their seven straight games. I, I imagine he's going to stay there. And he's got some like he's got Andrew Kashner and Josh Tomlin both on the schedule this week. I, I think he'll be all right.
0: Yeah, but he also has Bundy, Gosman, Bauer, and Clevenger. It's not all good.
1: That's well, not all good, but he's got enough good matchups that I'd have him in the lineup.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely. I, I don't think you can you can't sit here, he's still there. I just I do want to see how he does in a in a righty heavy week. So. I don't know, I didn't see that many hitters to pick up. Uh, I, I do think the line of the shields, if you're in a points league, just because he's a steals guy, it doesn't mean he can't be great in points. And I, and I'll say that, that Billy Hamilton's starting to come around, guys. I don't know if you've noticed it. It sucks that he's batting ninth. It sucks that he's not running, but he's still, he's walking a lot this year. He's hitting a little bit better. He's usually in the lineup. It seems like he plays about five out of every six games. Maybe four out of five. And I don't know, how are you feeling about Billy Hamilton right now?
2: The same way I've always felt about Billy Hamilton. Five outfielder league, you know, roto scoring. You need him in the lineup for the steals. Otherwise, you can probably do better.
0: All right. News and notes. Stansby Swanson's on the DL. Miguel Cabrera's on the DL. Yoan Moncada's on the DL. That seems precautionary. Hopefully he'll be back in 10 days, Moncada. The Angels called up Jabari Blash, who's been blashing in the minors, but he is likely a part-time player. Get it? Oledmus Diaz left with an ankle injury, and Rudin could be back soon. Let's talk about pitchers. Studs being studs, part one. Chris Archer, Rick Porcello, Garrett Cole, and Shohei Otani. Otani. Otani? Chris Archer, Rick Porcello, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani. These are some of the studs who were studs this past weekend. Heath, would you like to talk about any of them?
1: I was good to see Chris Archer have a successful start. Um I, I don't know that it's necessarily that surprising. He was at home against the Blue Jays. Didn't walk anybody. Didn't have the big blow up inning. That's great.
2: Three in a row now, right, for him? Two in I think a row. He's back on track. Two in a row. Two three a row. of his last four. Far wo- quality, okay. Uh,
0: no, three of his last four were very good. The one that was bad was at Baltimore. And guess where he is this weekend? He is at Baltimore. Must start. Yeah, I'll start him. I'll start him. <laughs> little nervous, but I'll start Chris Archer.
2: Yeah. Eight win team. The yeah. Orioles. Eight and 26. Man. That man. is the tied with the Reds for the worst winning percentage in baseball.
0: Jeez. Studs being studs part two. Alright, a little bit more interesting of a list here. Cole Hamels. Pretty good. Mike Clevenger. Great start at the Yankees. Still only 39 strikeouts and 45 and two thirds, but but uh, ten catching up. in seven, yeah, catching up exactly. Garrett Richards. So I said, I said uh, Hamels and Clevenger. Garrett Richards with a great start at Seattle. Miles Michaelis. He's now eighty-three percent owned. Uh, Jake Junis. Jake Junis had the greatest matchup in fantasy history. He faced the Tigers without Candelaria without Miguel Cabrera, and without Nick Castellanos, and he crushed them. And Junis is at Cleveland this week. And Sonny Gray has had two encouraging starts in a row. This one clearly is best. Six innings, seven strikeouts, two runs against Cleveland. So Hamels, Clevenger, Richards, Michaelis, Junis, Gray. Hamels, Clevenger, Richards, Michaelis, Junis, Gray. Scott, who are your top three?
2: My top three are Clevenger, followed by Richards, followed by Michaelis, just barely ahead of Hamels. I
0: am surprised to hear Garrett Richards number two there. Discuss.
2: I think he has a maybe the highest ceiling of anyone on this list, and he's been kind of erratic in the early going, but two starts where it really came together for him, and he just dominated most recently this weekend uh I you know he missed most of last year with injury, so I think it's understandable that he might have some some kinks to work through, but at his best, he's a big bat misser who gets a lot of ground balls.
0: So it sounds like Scott's ranking is Clevenger, Richards, Michaelis, Hamels, Junis or Gray?
2: I will go Gray, though Junis is more trustworthy in the short term. All right, Heath, how about you? nice to see Gray get a couple quality starts.
0: How you feeling about this list?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with Scott about number one. Clevenger Clevenger is my number one, and, and he's quite a ways ahead of the rest of the group. Uh, I'm gonna put Michaelis, Michaelis, Michaelis ahead of Cole <laughs> Hamels. Hamels third for me. A little gap and then Junis and Gray.
2: Wait, what? So it was... He left out Richards. Yeah, give, give
0: it again, give it again.
1: Eh, I don't ever know what to do with Richards. Um, the start is easy. It's Clevenger, it's Michaelis, or Hamels and Michaelis Hamels. Clevenger, Yes, for top three.
0: Okay. Okay, fine. Fine, Heath. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Come on, Sonny Gray. Keep it going. Keep it going, Sonny Gray. Studs being duds this past weekend. Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana and you, Darvish, have one thing in common. They've had only two good starts, and they both came against Milwaukee. So Quintana was bad again. Jay Happ clearly jinxed by Heath. Charlie Morton. Two of his last three starts have actually been bad. And Luke Weaver. I don't believe that you can get me through even the fifth at this point. Although, I will start you at San Diego. So, would you start Jose Quintana against Miami this week? Yes. Yep. Would you start Jay Happ this week? I don't have his matchup.
2: Um, no. oh, that, that would be important more to, to know, but I, I would lean yes in most cases. This His start this weekend was the first all season, I think, where he had uh, fewer than eight strikeouts, the first or the second. So he's been, yeah, I would probably start him.
0: Seattle at home for J-Hap. Uh, I'm sure you're going to start Charlie Borden. What about Weaver at San Diego?
2: I wish it was a matchup against anybody else because it, was e- it would be easy to say no. There's not a lot that Weaver has done encouraging of late. Walks are up on the years. Strikeouts are down. Not getting a lot of swings and misses. I'm not ready to drop him yet, but he's pretty much a bench for me. Yeah, no and way. And I think I'd do that even against San Diego. Like unless I just had really awful options. I think I could I think I'd be comfortable just letting him reside on my
1: bench for a while. I think I'd start most of those rookie pitchers we talked about over him this week.
0: So you're not really feeling about Luke Weaver the way you were feeling about Luis Castillo, which was I want to buy low.
2: I mean, no i mean i i didn't have i don't have nearly as much confidence in weaver right now that i did in castillo uh particularly when there was some talk that they figured out what was wrong with castillo with the arm angle being different but at the same time in in you know the strictest sense he is a buy low like if you play in a deep league where all of those rookie pitchers are owned and any, any, any worthwhile starting pitcher zone. There, there's no chance you'd consider dropping Weaver. Then in that sort of league, I, I would classify him as a by-low because I do think there are better times ahead. I just have questions about the ceiling. I have questions about how long the Cardinals stick with them. Uh, there's, there's reason for some concern here.
0: Alright, Heath, let's look at more studs who are duds. They're all owned in 84% of leagues or more. Are they droppable? Chase Anderson. Aaron Sanchez. Eduardo Rodriguez and Mike Fultanevich. Chase Anderson, Aaron Sanchez, Eduardo Rodriguez, Mike Fultanevich.
1: You know, I was kind of starting to get uh, a little bit more interested in Sanchez as well, but Eduardo Rodriguez for sure is not. I don't, I don't think you're probably dropping Anderson or Sanchez because you probably have a worse starting pitcher, but I, in a shallow league, I absolutely could. You, Eduardo Rodriguez is not what? A drop. Oh, okay. Yeah. I
2: agree, he's the best one here. And would you say Fultonevich is the second hardest to drop? I would drop Fultonevich, I I, pretty easily. Aaron Sanchez is the only one I've actually dropped, and I've dropped him in a few leagues. There's like he he
0: had a pretty good stretch before this.
2: Um, He had, I had a really good stat on him, but of course three days worth of action. I'm never going to be able to find it in all of my notes.
0: So so in the month so of April, his... like book he's had a good month of April, Aaron Sanchez, which was five starts, book ended by a terrible start to begin the year against the Yankees and a terrible start on Friday or Saturday against the Rays at the Rays. But he had a three sixty six ERA. He was two and one with a three sixty six ERA. The peripherals though, fourteen walks, twenty three strikeouts, and thirty two innings. So yeah, that's not good. In his seven
2: starts, only two in only two of his seven starts has he had more strikeouts
1: than walks.
0: Oh wow, you're right. Wow, that's bad. Yeah. So I, I I'd rank
1: to. them. I'm not dropping Eduardo Rodriguez, probably under just about any circumstance. I don't want to drop Chase Anderson, but I could, and I don't really care if I drop Sanchez or Fulty.
0: Okay, let's, uh, let's get to some fringy starting pitchers. Part one, 65 to 79% owned. Kevin Gosman, Tyler Skaggs, Tyler Chatwood, Nick Pavetta, Jake Faria, Gosman, Skaggs, Chatwood, Pavetta, Faria.
2: Who do you like? I mean, Gosman's my favorite. We've already talked about him. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find this list in the notes here. Sorry, Adam. It's Gosman, Skaggs, Chatwood, Pavetta, Faria. Okay, so Gosman's my favorite. And Chatwood's my least favorite. I mean, he's having all kinds of walk issues himself. The others, the others I could take or leave depending on roster space. They would, they would mix into that group of rookies we were talking about. Skaggs, I guess, is my favorite. Uh, Pavetta and Faria, I think I'd be willing to drop for any exciting rookie, but at the same time, there's upside there for both of them as well.
0: I don't think I'm going to start Faria at Baltimore, even though they're bad. I don't trust him. He's had two bad starts at Boston and at Baltimore. I don't trust Faria in, in hitters parks, but I trust him at home.
2: Yeah. I mean, he was having walk issues that, that was early in the season when he was having walk issues against the Orioles or was that more recently?
0: No, I think the Boston start was the, the walk issues. It was more recently was the, was the, uh, Baltimore start.
2: Yep. Yeah, you're right. But he had three walks and four and a third innings in that one. That was the one bad start amidst the, a five-start good stretch.
0: Yeah, but it was the only one that was in a hitter's park. Correct. So I, I guess maybe we need to see a little bit more data on uh Faria. Yeah. All right, part it was two. only
2: one home run allowed in that start. I don't know. I think I'd be willing to roll with him at Baltimore if I had him. But, again, he's not the highest priority owned among pitchers who are available right now. All right, Heath, part two. Uh, fringy starting pitchers,
0: 50 to 64% owned. Chad Bettis, Kyle Gibson, CC Sabathia, who's got a 139 ERA, and after the All-Star break last year, he had a 357 ERA. He's been usable, Sabathia. Marco Estrada and Steven Matz. Chad Bettis, Kyle Gibson, CC Sabathia, Estrada, and Matz.
1: Yeah, I mean, Bettis is a fine guy to have on your roster if you just want to start him on the road, but I'm not really buying into this. Like It was a good performance against the Mets. He struck out two batters. Mats is kind of interesting. Gibson, though, would probably be the most interesting on this list, and I'm not particularly interested in him compared to all the other options that are available on the waiver wire right now.
0: Right. right. Okay, then let's go to Fringy Starting Pitchers Part 3. 30 to 49% owned. Zach Wheeler. Brandon McCarthy. Ooh, bad start. Chris Stratton. Uh, Lance Lynn. Alex Cobb. Yolish Shasin. Wheeler, McCarthy, Stratton, Lynn, Cobb, Shasin. Anyone there that you're like, oh, i got to have this guy. Wheeler, McCarthy, Stratton, Lynn, Cobb, Shasin.
2: Not with that much conviction, but I I think it's interesting how both Lynn and Cobb, they signed late. They were abysmal in the early going. And their last couple starts, last two for Cobb and this last one for Lynn, uh, they looked more like the guys their teams thought they were signing. Lynn, I think, is the more interesting one for fantasy purposes. I'm not ready to start him again after this one rebound start, but you know, if it's if it's the sort of league where all the interesting rookie pitchers are already added, um, such as in Tout Wars, I added Lynn, a 15-team roto league. I think in the long run, he's still going to be a serviceable pitcher. I like Kyle Gibson over all of them, though. And you like Trevor Cahill, who I haven't gotten
0: to yet. Yeah. As well. and, and like if these names don't inspire you, then that's why Trevor Cahill probably needs to be owned in more leagues, and, and Domingo Armand and some of these rookies like Tyler Malley, I think is forty three percent owned or something. But Heath, here's a another group of pitchers who are in the same ownership where this is like thirty to forty percent owned. Francisco Liriano, Ian Kennedy, Vince Velasquez, Ty Block, Andrew Triggs, Matt Boyd, and and Cahill. Liriano, Kennedy, Velasquez, Block, Triggs, Boyd, Cahill.
1: Yeah, Cahill's about two. Like, I don't understand his ownership. is what we're sorting these pitchers by. But as far as groups, where we're sorting pitchers, he's about two or three groups too low. Feels like we should have talked to him about ten. Talked about him about ten minutes ago. Um, the problem with Cahill is I don't think you can start him this week against the Yankees. But again, the strikeouts and the ground balls are incredible. So by far my favorite on this list, and probably my favorite on the last list and the list before that. <laughs> and that's about that's about as far as we go.
0: All right, so Cahill, I mean, with all the hysteria about the rookie starting pitchers, Trevor Cahill is definitely somebody that you want to take a look at. And uh, deep leagues, owning less than 30% of leagues. Chad Cool, Daniel Mengden, Armand Marquez, Jordan Zimmerman, Bartolo Colon, Sal Romano, Kyle Freeland. Any names that jump out? I will say that I I could definitely buy that Ar- Armand Marquez could be a guy that you start in every road start or close to it. He's got a 196 ERA on the road. He's home this week, but you could stream Marquez in road starts.
2: I think these are all nothing more than streamer options or league-specific options. I mean, Jordan Zimmerman and Sal Romano, I have a hard time believing they're going to be particularly useful in any format. But the others have some streamer appeal. Kyle Freeland. I mentioned I talked about him earlier. I think he might actually be the most desirable of any of this group, but even so, we're we're talking deeper leagues.
0: Then let's read some emails and look at today's matchups to end the show. First the emails. Fantasy baseball at CBSI dot com. From no name, someone just dropped Ken Giles. Would you use your number two waiver wire priority to pick up Ken Giles? I have Brandon Morrow and Hector Neris, and it's a twelve team head to head points league. He'd have to drop Nick Pavetta to get Giles.
1: Yes,
2: I mean, Giles is, I would rather have Giles than Neris. Uh In a shallow league like that where not all closers are owned, is that the best use of that waiver priority? I hesitate to say it is.
0: Oh, I don't know, because, look, first of all, you can't drop Naris for Giles right now. because that, They could have used Giles with the bases loaded or just the start of the ninth inning on the road on Saturday in a tie game and they didn't use him. And then they brought in who they I think they brought in Davinsky or Peacock or whatever, and he struggled. And they brought in another one of those guys who gave up the game winning run on a base hit to AJ Pollock. But it's not like a 12 team head to head points league. It's not like there are that many good closers uh, on the waiver. Like Brad Ziegler's on the waiver wire, but you know in our 12 team head to head points league, like Bud Norris is owned. And I'll take a look at the best available starting or relief pitchers right now. I I think Giles has to be owned. Brad, I mean, Giles
2: was just dropped in this league where there's not many good closers available, so I think that's kind of revealing in and of itself. But I own,
0: but in the same exact format, I own Ken Giles and I'm not dropping him.
2: We have no, that's fine. I'm not saying you should. Shane
0: Green is available. Vizcaino is available. Keone Kella is available in 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 our podcast league. Points twelve team points. So I I would Um, drop Pavetta for for uh, Giles. Heath, you said you would, right?
2: Absolutely. I would, too, but I don't know that – I don't know. Oh, you mean like,
0: not using the number two waiver priority on him? Right, exactly.
2: And that's not something I normally care about preserving. I just I, – I value closer so little in that format, and this is one you can't use immediately. I don't know. All right. I have I have hesitations.
0: Jeff in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, needs one pitcher. Pick one. Cole Hamels, Tyone, Lucchese, Stroman, Fulte, Castillo. Probably Castillo or Castillo or Strom- Yeah, okay, Castillo. Castillo. This is from Peyton. Rank these players rest of the season in Roto. I think it's head-to-head categories. Haniger, Story, Mazzara.
2: I would rank them Haniger, Story, Mazzara. Okay.
1: I think I'd rank them Haniger, Mazzara, Story. Ooh.
0: Matt in Mobile, Alabama. Dear Matt, Matt, and Matt, please rank the following mats head-to-head categories OBP. Matt Adams, Matt Chapman, Matt Davidson.
2: Chapman, Davidson, Adams. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of longevity here for Adams,
1: and I assume this is rest of season we're doing. I just... Is it that far-fetched to think that Matt Adams is just the Nationals' first baseman?
2: I think it's pretty far-fetched, as much as they're paying Ryan Zimmerman. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I do, but... You know, crazier things have happened.
0: Well, let's take a look at the scoreboard for today. Samarja at Eflin. Who are we starting?
2: Samarja. We'll start Samarja.
0: I'm going to guess we are sitting both P.J. Conlin and Homer Bailey today. Yes, Harlan Garcia and Kyle Hendricks.
2: I'll start Hendricks, obviously. Uh not gonna s I'm not gonna start Harlan Garcia. I just I really don't
1: trust what the underlying numbers there. I would Harleen towards Sidon no. Garcia.
0: <laughs> Michael Fulmer at Matt Moore. Start Fulmer, Sid Moore. Uh yep. we've got Fernando Romero at John Gant Twins at Cardinals.
2: Yeah, they're going with John Gant instead of Ryan um Jack Flaherty those jerks. I'm gonna start neither.
0: I'm starting Romero. I'm gonna take the chance. Yep. Uh, Dallas Keiko, yes. Brett Anderson, no, I assume. Right. And Steven Strasberg, yes. Tyson Ross against the Nationals? Yep. Yep. Alright. Fire it up. Thank you guys. Scott and Heath, I'm Adam. Thanks for listening everybody. We'll come back tomorrow. Short, uh, slate of games today. So, uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do the feud or something like that tomorrow. We'll look forward to it. See ya.
2: Thank you.